Welcome into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show, wherever you are finding us. Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus. We are glad you're aboard. And if you don't catch us live, always remember, download us wherever you get your pods. And text us at 590-590. We'll get Sammy to say all the good stuff you want to say about us. It's a great day to text us. As I said, Nick Kiprios, like Justin Bournes, Sammy McKee, the Leafs. Oh, and Derek Brandeo and Frank the Tank again. Oh, my Not goodness. Not forget those guys. Yeah. Ooh. The I put, Leafs. I put Frank's last name on there. Yeah, well, not, you know what? I, not, you hear my ooh? I just looked at Bar- it. Like, Zaka. It's the. My close. Oh, I have no idea. I was hoping you were going to say it. Baraska. Baraska. Yeah. yeah. Love it. So you put that Frank on for baz- me, and you don't even know how to pronounce it. Nope. And you just <laughs> Correct. That's what happened. Hang me out to dry. <laughs> I thought, I mean, you're a really professional host keeper. I thought you'd be able to handle that. Not even close. <laughs> the Leafs back on the ice after two, two days off. And those two days, I was told they needed those two days to assemble whatever they brought home from the Ikea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can pay someone to do that. I didn't know that was an option, but apparently, yeah. Someone no will come build it for you. Now, it's just my guess. And I don't know, I've never asked you guys before, but mm. I my guess is, JB, you would be unbelievable at assembling that stuff. Oh, God. And Sammy would absolutely suck at it. Well, you got me between the eyes. Yeah. Oh, my God, my I'm wife, a nightmare, Kip. Oh, you, no, that's no, not I'm the word. My wife won't even let me in the room anymore. Like, it's all her. Maybe I, it's just a guy thing, I rush a step, and then you can't go back, and you've missed. Yeah. It's just... I have to give my wife a shout-out, too. She's excellent at it because she's got good patience. Yeah. She can, like... Read the instructions. Like, I'm just like, oh, this is going... I've never... That's probably how it goes. <laughs> I've never done any of that stuff without it having at least four extra screws in my you hands. You don't own anything, Ikea. I'm coming to your house. It's all teak and hardwoods, no, I'm sure. No, we, we, we do, and... And then I, I'll put the whole thing together, and I'll find out that 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 the A side should be on the inside oh, yeah. and not the outside. Oh, you yeah. can't undo it, and you got to go back. It's horrible. Start over. I went to IKEA this past weekend, and it didn't resolve in a relationship-ending fight. That's which good. Is very good. That's Success. a that's a big time accomplishment. And what about the company Christmas party oh. yesterday? Uh, how was that? Uh, playing a little hurt today, boys. Are you? Yeah, uh, a little, a little I fragile. Said, I said I wasn't gonna. What was your drink of choice last night? Yeah, a few IPAs. Got away from me a little bit. Yeah, Not yeah. too bad. Nothing yeah. crazy, but, but this is the, I was having a good time. This is the first time you've ever uh, gone to a, a Sportsnet event and oh, a, as a celebrity. It's true. Right? Yeah. I got, you know, of, what, you know what doppelganger I got twice last night and I've never heard it before? People told me I look like Connor McDavid twice last night. I was like, I don't think I look like Connor McDavid, do you? Yeah, no. Is it just not. tall and white with a beard? Is that what it is? <laughs> Legit, just like, well, I used to, you I look got, I, got, I got Ryan O'Reilly all the time last year. Like, when he was playing here, people were like, you look a lot like Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, I've gotten just pretty much generic white guy with beard. Good beard density. Yeah, I think that, that, was it. that could be but it. You don't think I look like Connor? The only thing I look like Connor is on the ice, boys. That's the only place I look like Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Connor doesn't look like Connor yeah, right yeah. now. Fair enough. No, but shout out to... Sports Day's 25th anniversary party. We had a blast last night. Lots of great people that awesome. work here. We had a lot of fun. So there you go. Glad to hear it. Yeah. All right. Uh, any thoughts and ideas how they they felt or looked, or will we get all of that from Sheldon Keefe? Uh, I didn't really watch practice too closely. I was lying on the couch before I came here today, so I didn't get, uh, get too good a look <laughs> at practice. But if you listen to the first clip, he has a pretty glowing review of how everybody okay. looked. Okay. All play. right. Let's kick off the show with Sheldon Keefe glowing. Yeah, just just about not uh, 
not underrating it, like, you know, giving it uh, the Derek. proper Number attention. That, that... All right. That's okay. What was that one? That was just out of context. Yeah. Uh, Sense is the guys okay. come back with lots of energy. Seems like they're uh, more like themselves. Uh, and that the recovery's gone well, if, if today's practice is any indication. Obviously, how they bat bounce back and then go at it again tomorrow will be a, a, a strong indicator for us of exactly where they're at. I think having two days uh, off the ice um, and, and away and all that kind of stuff. Now, we, we did have a bunch of guys that found their way in here yesterday just to, to get a little active. But um, just the two days away of, of a mental break in itself uh, kind of recharges them. So uh, today was really good. I think tomorrow will be a, a real indicator of exactly where we're at, but it was encouraging today. I couldn't help think of my own experience as a professional hockey player, albeit not in the NHL. You're still on the buses, on the planes, in the hotels, with the guys, all that stuff. And I loved a day away just to not see the same people and talk to the same guys. It's every day when you're in that sort of circuit. So I could see it for the guys. What Were you like that too? Do you like to get away from the guys or do you like to hang? No, no, I, I like to hang. Yeah, and constant, I, all year. All year. And <laughs> wanted just to make them laugh. Or yeah. Just, I needed that energy around me. I'm not, I, I'm not that great by myself. Oh, no, I curl up in a hole. I go to a movie by myself. I need well, a minute. Dougie sometime. Hamilton over here going to museums yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's so much, man. That's and because so, you're way more intelligent than I am. <laughs> I that's, that's all it, it is. It's, your it's, brain is, is starving for more than No, you have a softer mine. heart. That's what it is. And I was, get, get me away from these idiots. <laughs> well, I... I, I, my, my tendency to, if I was to, as I am looking up from the outside, looking in, Willie would be that, that type of guy that, you know, I, I'm not sure if he's your typical kind of jock. Yeah. That he's a type of guy that I think can go on his own every once in a while, which probably yeah. sets him up well for a couple of days off and no one would need it more than him. Yeah. And, and I think there's also, you know, there's the guys with families, like I'm sure Giordano, you know, back with his crew, like everyone was happy to have a couple of days away from it all. Like if you're at Detroit, they play today. Like That's the crazy. Wings were on that same trip, maybe left a day earlier because yeah. they had the back-to-back games, but like they're right back just at a it. day. Yeah. And so it would just feel to me, if I were them, you're doing the jet lag and time change and changing your sleep cycle, you arrive back here and now it's like we got Jack Hughes tonight. And, and you mentioned it and we mentioned it uh, the other day that like it really set up as best it, for the Leafs, right? There was just nothing that suggested that they hadn't thought about this real closely in terms of if we're going to do this mm-hmm. what's our best case scenario and we're going to get we're going to ask for it and we're going to get it yeah no it's it's very generous in terms of uh of what they've got coming back here and obviously what they had over there too so as you mentioned only seems fair you know if you're going to get us to go over there and uh yeah they should take advantage yeah. of it on friday at the end of the trip with matthews i think he had a quote where they were to- uh, they're talking about the trip he's like yeah looking forward to getting seeing these I've been seeing these guys a lot yeah. like you know after that long of a trip together it's like you're not you don't have any me time really. no you're in the right? hotel and you're, yeah, you're the always together team meals just like you know these big round buffet tables <laughs> like, where you sit with the same meatballs but, you know I think it's pretty good to hear that even though it's two sort of I guess mandatory off days that guys are 
they go back there. Yeah. They're like one day off, like, ah, I got to go back in there and right. just, you know, mill about, take my stick, hit the bike. Just see what Kip's been up to. Yeah. You could get your two days off. You could square away everything with your sleep doctor, doctor, but there are no guarantees on how you prevent a dip yeah. when you return. Did you know? Do you want to, what's well, the Guy Boucher thing? The, Guy Boucher was the coach of the Ottawa Senators in 2017-2018, and they went to Stockholm. I think it was the first games played outside of Canada since, or outside of North America since 2011 or whatever. They were over there. And they came back, and I think they lost 12 of 13 games after coming back. 12 of 13. And I mean. That's, I mean, they kind of stunk. They weren't the, you know, they were kind of flailing at that point or whatever. That, I think that was the season with, like, the Uber video. That oh, came I out. God about that. Yeah, like Who was, was that in the Uber? It was, it was Duchesne and it was oh. the Mel- Like there's a, I forget the the crew, but yeah. so I think there this trip when we all talked glowingly about how incredible it was. I think that's going to be measured against this next stretch how of it games. goes after it. So right? true. You like, come home and just like fall apart. It's a different type of trip in, in retrospect. Yeah. So we want to play the the Keith clip too, talking about that. If you want, we can react off of it. Yeah. Just just about not. Uh, not underrating it like you know giving it uh, the proper attention that that it deserves that it's a real thing that you have to manage and you can't uh just expect the guys to push through and grind through without us being really smart and deliberate and doing what we can to take care of them so how we've handled a the return coming home sunday night and then uh, the, you know the last couple of days uh just letting them sort of find themselves and get what they need out of it um and then just be mindful when we're at the rink here today and tomorrow. And, you know, we have another funky uh, start time uh, on Friday. That's, you know, will be, it's not a regular game day routine. So it's a lot like what we had in Sweden in that sense. But uh, just be really purposeful about what we're doing and give them every opportunity to bounce back. So, yeah, the, the science guys, like all like the sleep dog, this is just their Super Bowl. They're giving, this is. Oh, they're having meetings. They're justify like, my salary here. Dusting off the PowerPoint. It's like, <laughs> here we go, baby. It's time. <laughs> yeah, just don't get lit up 3 nothing yeah. uh, in the first period. They need an effort more than anyone else in the Leafs organization. <laughs> justify what they've yeah. done here. And they avoided the back-to-back in Sweden, but they won't this coming weekend with uh, Chicago and uh, Pittsburgh Saturday night. Good which... thing though, the two p.m. start is eight p.m. Sweden time. You know their bodies can't; they can't claim that their body clocks are too far yeah, off. So point. yeah, that's like game time yeah. in Sweden. What, what does occur to me most out of that Keith clip is the word deliberate. Like we're being very deliberate with like respecting the trip and like what it could have done to the guys and and all that. So they're you know they're paying real attention to it, which I think is it's typical of coaches to go play through it. You're fine. Yeah, Buck up. That's kind of. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. Well, of course. I mean, these guys. It's like they weren't, you know, flying coach. You know, it's like they're in like a plane. Yeah, it's you're like the guy who says jet lag's not real. Class meals on the flight. They got all the room in the world. They're not six foot five and coach with their knees up yeah. to their chin like me. It's like it's important it's to, to like, respect it. I, think. I get it. <laughs> but these are twenty five year old elite I, athletes, boys. I, I can tell you though, you you could. You can overdo it sometimes, Agreed. right? And Where you're putting it in their head, well, they're yes. going to be First all messed all, up. We, we know the gazillions of dollars MLSE has over most of the clubs. So what you end up doing is putting it back in and, and creating these new divisions and thinking you're doing something that's helping you win. But there can be a few players 
that can occasionally look at somebody and go, I got an out here. Just leave me alone, oh, would you? Yeah. yeah, just leave me alone. Don't yeah. worry about it. I'm a big boy. I can. I know when to turn the lights off <laughs> and go to bed. I mean, you can overdo it a little bit. Not, yeah. no, not knowing Ryan O'Reilly very well, I wonder if maybe there was a part of him that sat there and said, yeah, I, I don't want to be micromanaged. Uh, I don't think the Leafs every- have this many more guys and this what? many more. Are you kidding me? Listen, Rich Rottenberg is their strength. Is you know he's involved they, they in got, the staff. He's not just they the sleep. They don't they have got, a sleep. They guy. got people that tell you how to breathe. I think that's overblown. I don't think that's the case. I, I'm trying to. I wanted to pull up their staff page. Remember we pulled it up yeah, the one it's time. Massive. It's I like, know. They have like just three. There's like 25 go get their people. Payroll and take a look at at what they created. It's a. It's a. It's a city in itself. We can we can figure this out. We know people in the I, Leafs I'm just organization. Saying that sometimes you I can know what overdo you're saying. I, I, it a I little bit it. with but, some of the uh, players. Uh, uh, yeah, they got a lot of people. They got a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. I did yeah. at least four scrolls there. Like I was. It's, it's fine if, yeah. if if everybody's okay and they embrace it. But you know. See the shrink coming down the hallway. It's just, it's I'm such, going the other way. It's such an old hockey thing to be like, ah, nothing, just play. Just drop the puck. Oh, well, you they know, got like, two full days off. They had a nice practice. Yes, we'll see and how that's because look. they're respecting the process. That's what respecting the process is. We'll see how the cajillionaire, perfectly toned uh, athletes look tomorrow. Maybe they won't be good. To, like, God, uh, We'll Lord. see. We'll Anyways. see. And it is Chicago, so, you know, you're not playing Vegas right now or... Well, Vegas has lost a couple, I think, in the last little while. They but are playing Connor Bedard. That alone will keep you on your toes, I sure. think, for the first 20 minutes. All right, uh, any news on Klingberg at all um, today? Would you like the coach to provide an update for yes, you? Yes, we okay. really need a John Klingberg update on Kipper's Clipper number three. Yeah, no no update on him. What do they build it up for? We'll have something for you. Um, you know, uh, when something's changed. And at this point, there's there's no change in his status. Not uh, that's pl- the stop asking me answer. Okay. Not going to play this week. You, you know what no status means. It's like he's not improving. Yeah. Not playing this week. He was asked later in the – so he won't play this weekend. I guess he won't play the next few games. So an update would be good, I think. They, they might not even know. You know what I mean? Like, they're going, uh, I, don't I don't know a lot. <laughs> Fire up the boat. <laughs> to the island? island. What kind of boat goes over there? Is it a rowboat? Rowboat. Made of rice crackers. It just disappears eventually. It's gone. With every passing day, it starts to feel more and more likely, doesn't it? I don't know. Like, you got, got a lot of Leaf fans right now going. Yeah. We we see better ways to spend $4.1 million. Of course. Of course. Assuming he's out for the year. Uh, the worst well, case scenario is that we'll see how he's doing in five months or something, you know? I don't know. There, sure. take another crack at that. <laughs> love boat? No, song? I think it was Gilligan. Oh. See, you can tell my error, right? I picked that up. First, first like note. That. First note. Name that tune. No, Gilligan's idea. Island. <laughs> Never. What did you say? Love boat? Yeah, I don't know. What do you, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Don't look at me for answers about old guy TV Is shows. Derek an old? Derek's not an old. There He's wouldn't old-ish. be. Uh... <laughs> yes, yes, he is. JB, there wouldn't be anything uh, like definitive coming on 
like you could put him on LTIR, but without making that major commitment to go spend that money, that would have to come in the new year. There's just no way. Okay, but like it doesn't help you at all. You know, it doesn't fix your problem. All it does is tie up 4.1 on a guy you can't use. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. You're right. So I'm sure they would like him to give them some sort of answer. I guess you could spend 1.15 of that, which you assume you could bury in the minors if you wanted. Something. Yeah, but that doesn't help you make a major commitment no. on trading for somebody else. No. No. So stay tuned on that. Uh, don't ask Sheldon. He'll yeah, tell he, you when something's Yeah, up. it really did feel like we have no idea. He's got to talk to the other four people that got to talk to John first. Like the like the Frederick Anderson thing. <laughs> yeah. He's on the ice. <laughs> Is he in tracksuit or equipment? <laughs> in about, uh, what, 15 minutes, we're going to welcome in Joshua Cloak, Leaf, a writer for The Athletic. Now, did Joshua actually go to Sweden? He did. Oh, yes. He I did. saw he's a, like a, a foodie of sorts, and Was I saw some of the... in the audience Ooh. when we saw uh, Willie in his... Uh, ikea undershirt we i don't know if he's in the audience but he has he asked some questions about it we will have some more information on willie mark now, Ma- the pressing question of this week is how do you end up in that mark masters asked him today and he's like ah it's easy that's what he said that's he's like he's like you're some kind of a fashion guy and you or what what how'd you decide on that he's like ah, it was easy <laughs> this is a straight haynes undershirt <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong it is no, easy fair enough yeah do we want to go back to Sheldon talking about what he liked most about Sweden, or are we done there? Well, I don't know. I think it sets did, the why, stage why did you, for this. Because okay. he talked about it. All right. He was asked about it. All right. <laughs> but, like, you were fascinated by it? No, or? it's just, I mean, those are the last hockey games that the Toronto Maple Leafs played, and we're a show that talks about the Toronto Maple Leafs playing hockey when they used to do that. Oh, that was, those and are the days. He spoke about the last time they played and looking ahead and thought it was worthy. But play it. If we don't want to play you're it. the producer. There we go. <laughs> I explained myself. Number Clip four. Yeah. Well, I, I love that we found ways to get our points. We found ways to get wins. Um, you know, whether it was Willie coming through in big moments, you know, and, you know, Willie obviously is over 10 goals, a huge moment, and some of his play in the third period against Detroit is great. But also, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi, John Tavares were a really big part of, of that as well. Um, you know, Matthews Marner line, you know, scored us. Uh, two big goals at five on five against Minnesota. Uh, penalty kill didn't allow anything while we were out there. Like, there's lots of good things that happened that allowed us to get points. Uh, so that was that was really good. We didn't play our best hockey, you know. It was that's for sure. But a lot of encouraging signs of how the group pulled together at big moments to make sure that we got our points. To me, the most encouraging thing is Tyler Bertuzzi out of Sweden. Uh, that, that was the name that stood out to me, too, that he got a mention in for Bertuzzi, who, you know, after six or seven games of the year, we're going, what did they yeah. do here? Yeah. And he seemed to find, I don't know, what do you, is it the pace of his game or, like, the way, like, the role on that line? Like, what do you think it's been that's changed with him? Because I, I, I do think fit, yeah. you know, personally, just, like, him being able to work with a couple of guys who play in a way that complements his game a bit. You know, when he gets that blue paint and opens up some space and those little passes in the ozone, I don't know, it just seemed like a pretty good fit to me. Uh, he has to just, for, for me, a, a type of player that he is, he has to be emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, you know, invested. He was thrilled when they were scoring. He was the happiest guy when they were scoring. I just saw him on the, on the outer edge of that for the first 15 games. Yeah. And I, I maybe there's just a, a comfort zone that he's feeling now for the first time. Uh, 
expect him to... If anyone envisioned 85, 90 points out of him on a line with Matthews and Marner, that's just not going to happen. But can it be 60, 25 and 30? Would you take 55 points, 60 points with with that physicality of of throwing a Justin uh, Hull? Hull. Against the the boards yeah. and stripping the puck off and bringing it in, like you that, know, he he physically that that's a hit that you wouldn't necessarily have saw from Bunting. Bunting would probably have to steal the puck, but he mm-hmm. physically could not push Justin Hall like that, like Bertuzzi. That's mm-hmm. that's the upgrade that I saw going from a Bunting to a Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. And they're just three strong guys. Like a, you know, in the ozone, if they get into that ozone, that line can be effective. If he can help them play in that end a little bit more, that would help too. But, yeah, it's, uh, it seems to be there for him on that line anyway. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then we'll welcome in Joshua Cloak and talk a little bit more uh, Swedish hockey you with him. You want to talk neck guards? Okay, what was neck guards for? Yeah, well, there's guys wearing... Gio's wearing them. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that... Gio has never looked more like a North York men's league guy than he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I've played against guy uh, like Gio like 10 times a week. So, okay, so uh, we but got Keith. We, we don't have to play. I, no, I put it in let's there. play. You put it in, Sammy. Oh, I don't want to ignore your, your clips, <laughs> Here we go. even though some of them are useless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, play it there, Derek. I think it makes a lot of sense, and okay. I'm in full support of guys uh, if that's how they, uh, if, if they're comfortable doing that. And I think at this point, guys are just experimenting to see what see what works for them. Uh, I think it's it's a very personal thing, especially when we're in the midst of a season and guys, you know, performing at the highest level with lots of pressure and expectations and such that, you know, are very particular about their gear and stuff like that. But I think the more players that do it, obviously, makes them. Uh, safer um and i think sends a really uh message to young people you know that uh that you know that it's that is an important piece of equipment that you know bulls that are not playing at the highest level and are not playing with the same level of expectations or pressures that safety should be uh, uh the utmost priority perfect i heard a guy giving his guys an out too you know saying the right things but also saying you know you know, guys are playing at the highest really, level, in particular is, about their gear. This is the way it should be. It's there. It's available. Yeah. Please take it. No one's saying that you can't take it here. So yeah. that it's it's working the way it should. And uh, Willie gave a very committed answer on it. He said uh, he's willing to give it a, a neck guard a try at some point. Provided it's Balenciaga. <laughs> <laughs> Versace. Yeah, Apparently so. they, all, they brought in three different types of neck guards and they were all able to try all these different ones. And that's a smart way to do it. Like My you son's give, them, give them options. Nine ninety nine dollars yeah. one from second time around yeah. if they want. All right. No, Let's no, hit a break. We, get to Josh. We need uh, European design. Yeah, we do. Okay, now we take our break from neck guards to Joshua Cloak after the break. More Real Kipper and Born. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. Go to Josh Cloak 
Joshua Cloak uh, momentarily. Pick it up where we left off. I think, Willie, uh, you made a, an interesting point the other day that you thought maybe there might be a, a lull coming up a little bit. I, you know, I, I think there's a lot of reason for excitement for Willie, right? It's a contract year. Um, came in, you know, playing like playing his heart out. Then you get the excitement of as the rest of the league kind of flags a little bit. You go to Sweden and play in front of grandma and get all excited. I think probably a little harder to come home and go, all right, now I'm fired up for, you know, game 18 or whatever. So it's possible. It appears Ryan Reeves is on the outside looking in, at least going to Chicago for Friday afternoon's game. Wow. Uh, is this one of these where the coach thinks we're playing well enough? I don't want to rock the boat because you got to fit him in eventually. You can't. You, I, the struggles are there and the, the you can't ignore them, but you can't also bail on Ryan Reeves. No. 20 games into a three-year deal. What's crazy is, you know, I had the thought, like, maybe they're looking ahead. Like, it's a back-to-back. They're going to get him in one of the two. Is he a better fit to play against Pittsburgh or Chicago? But Pittsburgh doesn't have anyone that's particularly physical or nasty or anything like that. So, Corey, either way. Corey Perry revenge game on Friday night when they after he called him out? I wonder if they want to avoid that. Probably. I wonder if they're looking to get, you know, anyway. Oh, okay, let's welcome in Joshua, Joshua Cloak, uh, leaf writer for uh, The Athletic. Uh, Joshua, you were in, in Sweden. Are, are you, did you need two days off before you went to work? I literally just got, I stepped in the door about eight minutes ago. From Sweden. From Sweden. Well, uh, Siegel and I took a little... Uh, detour and we spent a few days in Copenhagen because when are you going to be back there and yeah why not so I don't know I, I, I got to go back to work tomorrow I don't get two days off um, so I, I guess that's my answer I don't know I feel good but uh you know <laughs> how was the weather in Copenhagen rainy yeah it was pretty miserable the weather was miserable yeah um, I know I was there is that a thing there but, it's, I, I think it's a thing there <laughs> Is it Ireland? I mean, yeah, the weather in Sweden, like, wasn't any better. And I know that was kind of like a storyline that, like, there was a few players that, like, were calling out the, the lack of sunshine. Um, and, like, I don't know. It's you're, you're still in, like, beautiful old Europe. But that was definitely a thing. Like, the weather was, was pretty terrible throughout. You know, the uh, sleep doctors just had their heyday, right? It's like, yeah, oh. you got your circadian rhythms all wrong, earning their paychecks down there. Okay, there. so coming off of, of Sweden, like, yeah. it was, it seemed almost too perfect for Willie, the Leafs, all of it. There, there wasn't a chance, like, the fix was in here. I mean, it was so perfect. <laughs> well, they were, I mean, they were also playing teams that, like, the Leafs had a pretty let's be honest, a pretty soft schedule, right? Both the teams or both the games they played, they were playing teams on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, and even though like the Leafs were technically the away team, like that pretty much just meant like last change, like that, you know, when you were in the rink itself, like the, you know, each team had their own goal songs, each team like had their own specific like warm up songs. Like it, it certainly never felt like an away game at all for the Leafs. Um, so pretty soft for them. And I think all those like little things kind of helped contribute to make 
like making the team as, as comfortable as possible. Um, I think some guys, just kind of thinking about it now and thinking about it on the flight back, I think some guys embraced it a little more than others. And I think you saw that like in their play. I think there were some guys that probably didn't want to be there as much. But I think, you know, the guys that did want to be there played well. And Willie was one of them, right? Yeah, Willie was one of them. And sometimes sure. when you do these interviews, you like save the question you really want to ask. You work it in the question. Yeah. But I just want to talk about Willie and his tank top on the talk show. So we're going right to that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you were there. You're on the ground. What? What what is that all about? What kind of talk show is that? They're asking about sending pictures and just give us the background on the Willie talk show experience. Like <laughs> I'm laughing because like I, I I'm kind of as as soon as I kind of saw it unfolding, I put myself in the shoes of like the Leafs and MLSE PR people. And I just wondered, like, uh, how fast their hearts started beating and how tense they were groped. getting. Like, yeah, like watching watching Willie get, like, you're right, essentially groped by a, a senior citizen who was <laughs> calling him a who was calling him a, a, a strong, groovy man. Um, it was, you know, and 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 there was, you know, they were playing this never have I ever ever game, and and you know, if they had done it, they had to take a drink. Um, and they're asking Willie about, you know, having relations with fans, sending nudes. Like, this is stuff that would be earth-shattering. Imagine. If it were asked but it's once, okay, once right? It's Toronto. okay because it was a, a reversal. Imagine us presenting that, though, to, to Leafs PR, though, that we wanted to have Willie on to ask those <laughs> questions. Imagine. I don't think you'd see or you'd even get an accreditation like uh, <laughs> paper ever again. You know, it wouldn't even be a consideration. But to me, like, this was Willie going, like, full Willie, right? Like, just embracing the moment and, and being the kind of guy that I think he's, like, been building towards for, like, the past few years. Like, we've always kind of known that Willie likes to do things his own way and he kind of lives outside the box. But when you saw him being as comfortable as he was, you got an idea of just how massive his star power could be like, don't we want more NHL players, you know, making these kind of appearances and, and being honest, being genuine like that. That's what, that's what my takeaway from it was, is like, this is him. Like if that's what being a star is in Sweden, he lapped it up. And I think we're really seeing Willie Nylander become the star that honestly, I think he's always kind of been destined to be. And, and I really think we're going to look back at, you know, this Sweden trip. And honestly, man, like that, that talk show appearance as a, as a turning point in his career is like, this was the point where Willie became a bona fide NHL star, right? So does that mean now we're going to see him on breakfast television with the same uh, undershirt? Like, is that what's going to happen here? Is it, is is it following him back home here in, in Toronto? Like we're going to start, like my prediction is like uh, Halloween 2024, Willie Nylander in the tank top is going to be the Vogue costume, (laughs) the thing to wear. So my understanding was that he had uh, a shirt on, like a button up shirt. And then like seconds before he was meant to like go on the stage, he just said, nah, and he ripped it off. And he, he went on stage in a tank top. Went for the romance novel cover look. I just, uh, I want to pick up on, on, this this feeling that you have that he is just he's gone to another star 
uh, level here. So does that mean that the Leafs are now forced to sign him at all costs here? I mean, weren't they always forced to sign him at all costs? Like, right, like, I mean, it's, it's going forward, like, John Tavares is not going to be the player he was a few years ago. Like, you're going to legitimately need Willie Nylander to, to compete. Like, he's just been, he's gotten better every single year. And, and I don't know if it was the tank top that, you know, is going to force Brad Tree Living, you know, into a corner here. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I've always thought that the Leafs were just, they, they had to sign him at all costs. I, I mean, how much do you think his, his price tag has gone up? Like after Sweden, genuine question. Uh, I, I I thought prior to Sweden that uh, he's he's making an argument to be paid in in the top ten, and if he doesn't hit Pasternak's number, he can hit the percentage that Pasternak has on Boston. Yeah, and I just think that um, you know if you are Willie Nylander's camp. You can build all of this into your argument, right? Mm-hmm. You can build you can build the fact that like you now have another like actual star that you can use to to you know literally to sell tickets. Because the bigger Willie Nylander gets, you know, the more he's like not gonna play what fourth fiddle anymore. Like he's gonna become the guy that kids are gonna want to go see. He's gonna become a, a face that the Leafs can sell even more. That's gonna drive his you know, his value up too. Um, I don't know. There was, there was probably a case to be made that it was in the, you know, the 10 million range before the season. I, I, I don't see how that's going to be possible now. <laughs> Just got a groan from Mickey. Um, are we done on Willie Kippen? Right. Can I move on? Anywhere you want to go, pal. All right. I want to talk about the Leafs defense. I wrote about their defense today. Um, yep. You know, imperfect. I would say, but they've done a decent job of keeping pucks uh, out of their nets. You know, what are your thoughts on on what what's going to happen here with their depth pairs? It's been Benoit, it's been Legison, they got Timmins coming back. Like, is this what it's going to look like for the Leafs leading up to the trade deadline? Probably not, right? Like you, Legison and and, and Timmins and, and Benoit, these are all just like nice, fine players, but. This is going to sound cliche, but like nice, fine defensemen, like don't get you to the third and fourth round of the playoffs, right? I, I genuinely think Brad Tree Living went into this season um, with upgrading the defense as his biggest priority, and I think he was—I don't know if unhappy is the right word—you um, uh, know, with with the defense heading into the season. But he was pretty adamant on making changes, and I think, you know, the health of John Klingberg has, has forced his hand even more. It wouldn't surprise me if we see a drastic change to the Leafs' blue line relatively soon, right? I, I think Brad Tree Living is really feeling out the market and and seeing what he can do. I think he needs to get you know an answer one way or another on the health of John Klingberg before he makes a pretty big deal, but. I mean, the, the Leafs' blue line, I, I I think, you know, we can argue is, is probably worse than last year. And, you know, again, Tree Living was pretty clear heading into the season that, you know, he, he's big on, on defensemen and, and big on big defensemen. And, and that's a priority for him when, when building out his team. So I, I can't see this going on much longer because if you look at, and, and I know you kind of wrote about this, but if you look at the biggest change from this year's Leafs to last year's Leafs, 
It's just how much more porous they are defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that, that is just unsustainable, especially when you get into those, you know, the dog days of, of the season when guys are, are getting tired and, and, you know, and Austin and Willie go cold for a bit, like, and you can't outscore your problems. That This is just such a major area that needs to be addressed. And I have to imagine it's, it's a real priority right now. We're talking to Joshua Klope. Leaf writer for the Athletic. Uh, is, is there, is there a? Do you envision um, a scenario where they agree with Klingberg to take a lot of time off uh, and maybe settle up uh, or settle down? What might be a a hip issue? He's had two surgeries there in the past. And maybe yeah. it's another scenario where we see a guy disappear only to reappear after the, the trade deadline or the cap and uh, the depth in the playoffs. All of a sudden, he's somewhere to be found. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm grimacing because, like, I, I don't I've, – I've never liked that, but the rules are the rules, and the rules are there for people to kind of take advantage of them. So it's possible. There's certainly – what I can say is they're certainly laying the groundwork for that to happen, right? One of the most interesting things that, that we took away from Sweden was Sheldon Keefe, and I'm sure this has been on 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 Keefe's, I'm sorry, on Kipper's clips, you know, like Sheldon Keefe essentially saying it's trending in the direction of, of John Klingberg's injury becoming serious and, and long-term. So you can see they're kind of setting people up for for the understanding that this is going to happen. Um, I, I don't know what I get from, from talking to John Klingberg and being around him is that he really wants to play. Um, and, and I don't think he's going to be one to go quietly into the night because like if this is, and I'm not saying this is it, but if this is like the end or the last chapter of his career, like it's not a great way to go out. Right, you, you guys are both players. You know that players want to keep fighting as long as they can. Um, so, it's it's difficult. Um, I guess the the thing that that sticks with me, and this is a little bit of a non sequitur, but I've been thinking about it a lot in Sweden. Like, it, it's kind of concerning to me though, because either you know the the Leafs when they signed John Klingberg, they didn't know about this injury, and that's you know concerning, or they knew. And they sign him to over $4 million a year anyway, which is equally maybe more concerning. Yeah. I don't know where you guys are at, but I think that's something that whatever happens here, if John Klingberg doesn't play again, I, I do think we need to ask some pretty hard questions about how yeah. the Leafs even got into this situation, right? No, those are really good points. That is, it's one of two things and either outcome is like, was the right amount of due diligence done and, and certainly worth asking. Um, you mentioned that, you know, he wants to play. He will not go quietly into the, the night here. Another guy not doing that, Ryan Reeves. You know, he's a guy who is going to be heard from again. He's got a three-year contract um, and hasn't played here in a little bit. I'm not sure if you spoke to him in Sweden at all or, or where his head's at, but what are your thoughts about, as of right now, it doesn't look like he's slated to be in on Friday as well. You know, where is this heading with, with uh, Reeves and the Leafs? Yeah, I had a conversation with someone about Reeves and, and this upcoming weekend, right? Like, he, he's probably going to play one of those games yeah. in a back-to-back, right? Like, Bobby McMahon has been, like, fine. 
Um, he's been kind of as advertised um, and scored yet. That's what we really need to see. But it's been better. Um, but I figure he's going to get into one of those games. I, I guess the, the sentimental side or whatever of me thought there's no way Sheldon Keefe would put him in the lineup against a Kyle Dubas team. Like, I don't know if there's something about that playing Ryan Reeves against, you know, the Kyle Dubas Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday. That doesn't make it. Yeah, I know. I thought he was going to get in on Friday. Doesn't look like it. Um, I don't know. It, it has been very, very quiet around Ryan Reeves stall, which is quite different than it was in October. Um, he, he was just a hub for attention when he got here. Right. And not in a bad way. He was always willing to speak, which isn't something players in Toronto always want to do. He always had things to say, often had quite music. To say. Right? Is he, was, is he still controlling thing. the music? I listen, I, I don't know. I can tell that things and, you know, we, we've all been around dressing rooms. Sometimes you just get a feel, a gut feel. You can certainly feel that that Ryan Reeves is kind of understanding what he's gotten himself into and how different, you know, the reality is come November than, you know, September and preseason when it's all about, you know, punching guys and, and, you know, you know, flexing when you come out as a Maple Leaf for the first time, right? It, it, things look very, very different now. His stall is a lot more quiet. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the end game is here, but three years is a really, really long time. I, we're, I think we're still kind of early in the Ryan Reeves story, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree at all. Um, Justin and I had a, th- a different thought process on the second leg in Sweden where I thought Samsonov mm-hmm. was going to come back and play. He said uh, Joseph Wall, and I don't, know, I don't know what got settled going into this weekend on whether or not we're going to see one guy kind of still pull away with this starting net or we're going to see a 1A, 1B. I think confidence in Joseph Wall is really, really high. Like throughout the organization, it is really, really high. I think what I, you know, and I had a chance to talk to to Joseph a few times in Sweden. Like what what gets me about him, and you know, you you can see it with with guys when they're went down, and and he's not like this at all. He just doesn't live in his head, right? He, and that's really hard. For a goaltender and you know that's something that that Ilya Samsonov was admittedly struggling with earlier in the season but for a goalie as, as young as as he is to to not overthink things and to just kind of literally just accept his place in the universe as as strange as that sounds I think that's what really appeals to the Leafs coaching staff when it comes to Joseph Wall he's not fighting pucks he's remarkably relaxed out there um, and I, I really think if it came down to one or the other right now, I would still give the edge to, to Joseph Wall. I know that's probably debatable, but you just, the team just looks more at ease in front of him compared to Samsonov, don't they? That, that's my yeah. observation. I don't know where you guys are at there. Well, you know, I, I think you're, you're right there, and it does sort of remain to be seen how that all shakes out. You know, one one thing I wanted to get your take on because Kip and I have taken taken a reasonably hard time about being at times 
a little hard, not hard on this team, but they're 10 and five, but there has been mm-hmm. real shortcomings. Um, I think defensively and in some other areas compared to previous seasons, how do you think this team stacks up? We know where they are record wise, but how do you think they stack up against previous iterations of themselves? Yeah, not as good. I was really, really high on last year's team mm-hmm. um, because I thought they, I, I thought they put all the pieces of the puzzle together. If that makes sense. I, I thought they, and like, I don't know. I get criticized for believing too much in this, but like, I'm just a big believer in, in so much of the off ice component and how much that matters. And I think they did well to just figure out the the synergy of the room. Like he had some real a one humans in that room with, with Alex Kerfoot and Justin Hall, and we can debate what they would do on the ice, Yeah, but you, you just felt a, a harmony in that room. You felt that, that everybody understood their place. And I'm not saying they can't, get there I, I still think the the Tyler Bertuzzi's and the Max Domi's of the world are still figuring out their place they've been better for sure um, but the you know the Klingberg and the Reeves stuff is just hanging over them and you know that even the additions they made at the deadline last year were just really a one humans who understood you know, like Noel Achari is a perfect example, right? Um, and I just don't know if, if they're there yet. I don't know if the team has really kind of come together and that that takes time. But I think we underestimate just how big of a turnover this roster actually underwent. Um, and I, I don't know, my, my faith in this team to, I don't know, it, it sounds silly, but like work for each other. It's not there yet. It, it could get there. But I don't know. I, I don't see that yet. And maybe that is based too much on, you know, just being around these guys and just trying to communicate mm-hmm. with them as humans. But I, I just don't see it yet. And that's why I'm not on as high on this team as as I was the 22-23 the team, if that makes sense. Hey, Joshua, we thought we were going to get you um, on a Zoom call at the last second. Is it true you canceled because you realize you're coming right off the very handsome Henrik Lundqvist <laughs> on a Zoom call? It's, that's that's partly true. I'm here's a here's a little too much information, but I'm one of those guys that as soon as I get home off a flight, everything goes in the laundry like within thirty <laughs> seconds of getting home. Uh, it's, it's, it's even worse for me. It's even worse than that. So that's why I had to call an audible um, because I, yeah, I have we thank my you routine. for that. Yeah, of course. I'm I'm here for you. All right. Um, but <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. Well, All we right. appreciate your time either way. Great stuff. Josh, Anytime, thanks guys. for doing this, man. Yeah, take care, guys. Joshua Cloak from The Athletic does a terrific job covering the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's face it. Um, He's a half-chewed caramel compared to Henrik Lundqvist. <laughs> well, we all are. I love I love the idea of the walk in the door, though, and just gear off. And... Oh, um, much like the... Uh... So he told us that he did the hit naked? Is that no. what he just said? Who... <laughs> like Willie? Who, uh, who, who's the, the hockey player that went shirtless uh, skins? Didn't you see oh. him? That went yeah. viral. It's my favorite... Beer League video ever. I tweeted it out. It's just a guy going no top. He's just no shirt. Elbow, elbow pads, pads on. Nipples out. Yeah, but he had a cage on, which is hilarious. <laughs> Maybe that was Joshua. <laughs> Could have no. been. No, uh, I don't know. I want to uh, talk a little bit about your article today on sportsnet.ca, which talks about the Leafs and, yeah. you know, the deficiencies on the blue line. 
and it was really centered uh, and I urge people to it's one of those articles I didn't mind on, oh, well, on, thank you. on the uh, on the uh, analytics yeah. of gap control. Yeah. Yeah, and that, you know, the the crux of it is this Leafs decor was 31st out of 32 teams in in terms of keeping a tight gap. They are sagged way off on average when the puck enters their blue line, their D are sa- sagged back over 12 feet. Which, you know, think how much room that is for Nikita Kucherov to move laterally or whoever else. Yeah. And the guys who are the worst at it uh, are the four guys who play the most for him. I've, I, oh, over the years, it's been a, a, a peeve of mine yeah. that there's always seems to be a disconnect between the forwards and the D for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And yeah, sometimes. And, and Willie leads this charge of kind of cheating a little bit, but yeah. I, I get it. Well, a guy with that talent has the ability to... Hey, you want him to take some chances. Some chances, and there's... Not everybody goes by the same rules. I know that enough to know. As a player, you probably didn't get the same leeway but as Kovalev. There are times when I want to reintroduce the defense to the Leaf forwards. Yeah. And when it doesn't oh, go well. so far. Stretch. And then how many icings do we see if it doesn't connect? Yeah. Yeah. And so the article kind of goes over that. And TJ Brody in particular, not great on retrievals. They they can tighten their gaps up a little bit or get people who skate better. That's the other Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we go national on Real Kipper and Bourne. We'll welcome in Billy Jaffe, NHL analyst for Nissan. And we'll talk a little bit about the Boston Bruins. More after the break.